The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good Wednesday morning and welcome to a hump day, a middle of the week, a Wednesday edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM, with yours truly, Neville James. It is a absolutely luscious day in paradise. It's really lovely outside today and uh, we have a great show lined up. Now we got the... Uh, UVI um, Green Technology, Caribbean Green Technology Center joining us. They're going to talk about uh, the Energy Village and the, and the Planning Committee. We're going to have them until about 8.40, all right? Then we're going to do uh, an election wrap-up because last night there was a high-profile swing district uh, special election uh, in New York where the seat of uh, George Santos was replaced, so I reached out to uh, Dwayne Henry and Doc School for us to break that down and look at the implications of this swing district uh, election result. And then uh, Summer Sibley going to join me uh, at 9 o'clock. She'll get a piece of that uh, election thing too. We're going to take that till about 9, 10. Then after that, we're going to talk agriculture uh, uh, from 9, 10 until uh, the end of the show, at about 9, 57, 9, 58. So we got a great show uh, lined up. I believe we have, uh, we're getting them on now. The um, the Caribbean uh, Green Technology Center, uh, UVA. Um, we should be getting them on the line now and uh, lining them up so they could uh, uh, educate us and enlighten us as to what's going on uh, with the planning committee, the Energy Village. So, uh, good morning. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this uh, handle. Okay, no, okay, no. We, we the handle. We we doing our thing at eight forty. Okay. okay. No problem. 8:40. No okay, problem. good. We're good. We're good. That was uh, that's Doug's cool. Uh, he ready. He ready to talk action at 8:40. But we should be talking with the Caribbean uh, Green Technology Center uh, anytime now, um, as they deal with uh, Planning Village. We'll get to the politics, right? Because uh, that was a, a swing district and actually one of 19 districts, either 18 or 19 districts that voted for Biden in 2020, but voted for a Republican congressperson in 2022, in the midterms. That's how um, the Republican Congress is now under uh, uh, Republican control. Also yesterday, uh, a cabinet secretary, um, Mayorkas, uh, for Homeland Security, he was impeached yesterday. I think the vote was like, 214 to 213 or something like that. Uh, we're going to look that up. Uh, so we got a couple of things to talk about. Um, let me see hold up the Mallorcas. Pull this up. But we need to get the, the Caribbean uh, green technology uh, folks uh, on the line um, so that we could, um, you know, get to the to, to what they're doing with respect to the energy village. You know what I'm saying? So hold on there. Let me see if I go. Uh, 
text. Text um, the people in to find out what's going on and why they ain't calling yet. Yeah. You got to make time this morning. You know what I'm saying? So, hold on there. I should, uh, I think I got a number for them. Mm, find out what's going on, yeah. Anyway, like I was saying, uh, yesterday was was well, right? You had uh, a economic uh, report that came out, right? That said, I think uh, uh, it was an inflation report, right? And it impacted Wall Street. The Dow was down 1.35 points yesterday. I think it lost like 500. 500 points and then uh so now the feds now are looking at you know what what they got to do you know they're trying to to curb uh inflation uh i I pulled up a story there uh and that uh because that that was hold on a second okay stock investment tumble right and uh yeah Said a stock market tumble shows investors now face Fed's reality in inflation fight, right? The Dow Jones dropped uh, nearly 760 points at one point at its low and ended the day roughly down 525 points or 1.4 percent. SP 500 tumbled 1.4 percent and NASDAQ shed 1.8 percent, right? Treasuries sold off sharply, sending yields, which move in the opposite direction to bond prices, soaring as traders recalibrated rate cut expectations. Right? So what happened was um, the problem is that investors had thought inflation worries were in the rearview mirror, pricing in as many as six quarter point rate cuts by the Federal Reserve this year and driving the S&P 500 above the 5,000-point milestone last week. At the same time, the Dow Jones Industrial Average notched a string of record-high closes while the NASDAQ Composite approached its own record territory. The Fed, of course, has been pushing back against those expectations. The dot plot forecast has penciled in only three rate cuts in 2024. And the Fed Chair Jerome Powell and other officials had consistently urged against the notion that rate cuts could come as early as March. Right? So when they're looking at the marketplace, they say the turbulence there, you know, given the data that we're receiving, right, with um people working um, job creation, um, all the all the labor reports that we get from the administration, right, and the, most importantly, the spending, right. So when you get uh, reports like this, right, uh, people are gonna be, you know, let me, hold on a second, okay, let me see if this thing is just a fad, or is it going to level off and remain at this level, right? The investment that's taking place, the spending the employment, all that stuff. Borrowing, right? It's which, is, which is really what the Fed is about. 
you know, with all these rates and all that stuff. So we're going to keep an eye on that one. We used to do that on a daily basis during the pandemic for obvious reasons because a significant share of the marketplace was lost. Remember I had a time when um, a barrel of oil was negative $47 a barrel. That's how bad uh, the, the impact was for the pandemic. But uh, once things leveled off, you know, we uh, have back off uh, keeping an eye on this this uh, particular uh, data uh, uh, area, right? But not anymore. Y'all keep an eye on this, right? <clears throat> Inflation report upsets market rate cut expectations, you know? Right? And it said Tuesday's data shows how the pathway to 2% inflation is not as orderly as the market was expecting. Right? It said January's hotter-than-expected inflation report threw the financial market into a tailspin on Tuesday and upended investors' expectations about how soon and by how much the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates. Right? Wow. So we're going we're gonna, to we're break this down maybe sometime. Not next week. Maybe I don't know about next week, but probably the week after. We're going to break that down and, and talk a little bit about um, the cause and effect uh, of actions uh uh, by the feds and, and all that stuff. I really want to get a Caribbean Green Center technology uh, on the line because you know, we set up this date from a long time ago. And now, today's the day, and I ain't hearing from them. I'm saying, so I want to know what's going on. Hold on, I know what I'm going to do. Mm. Because, you know, we know, when we set up this thing, it's uh, it's about, hold on there. Oh, there we go. I think I see the engineer on the line, right, uh, to make sure. Oh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out now. We're going to find out. Uh, good morning, caller. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you with the Caribbean Green Center Technology? This is Mike Jaffers with the Virgin Islands Energy Office, Deputy Director, and I'm joined by uh, Nikita from the Caribbean Green Technology Center. Okay, hold on there. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? Mr. Jaffers, you're the the Deputy Director, right? Yes, sir. Deputy Director. And we're we're joined by who? Nikita Beck from the Caribbean Green Technology Center. Oh, Ms. Beck. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm Mm. good. How are you? Okay, doing good. Um, the energy village, that's what this is about, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, let me just yield to y'all. We got a good half hour to knock this out, so go right ahead. Okay, perfect. So, uh, morning. Thanks for having us on. Um, this is Mike Jaffers, the deputy director here with the Virgin Islands Energy Office. Um, we're here to promote uh, the Ag Fair event for this weekend. Obviously, most everyone's going to go. If you're listening on the island of St. Croix, it's, it's the, the thing to do. Um, But we want to encourage everybody to stop by uh, the section where the energy office normally is next to DPNR. Uh, CGTC, the Caribbean Green Technology Center, uh, has partnered up with us to create an energy village. So there's been a lot of projects. I know you've had uh, Director Fleming on this program a number of times talking about the different programs that are coming out, ones that are launching, ones that are on the way. Uh, And so we're going to be there promoting that. There's going to be some vendors that are supporting those programs there. Uh, and essentially, we're going to have the vehicles there. We're going to have some um, 
some of those vendors that can provide uh, solutions. Uh, the water and power authority is also going to be in that same energy village. Uh, and the concept is we want to be able to have the conversation uh, because we know that energy burden and resiliency is, is on the mind of everybody in the territory. And so we're, we want to have a location where you can come in and have a conversation with the educators, uh, the source, be that the utility, the energy office, and then some solution providers from a vendor standpoint. And so this is essentially an extension of the, uh, the energy fair that we had back in October. Um, and this is the St. Croix variant. I know when we spoke about it at that point, uh, we discussed uh, that we are going to be having the energy fair of sorts at the uh, ag fair. And we have decided to kind of include that and create that into what is a, an energy village. So um, we're really excited. We'll be there all weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, and uh, Nikita, I'm not sure if you have any other input on that that you wanted to, to add in from the CGTC side. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I'm so excited to be here. We're looking forward to being at Ag Fair. And uh, CGTC and UVI are launching a renewable energy technology program that we would be promoting and um, recruiting people for where people can get a batch, an associate's degree in renewable technology and learn the theory and application of solar installation. And you sort of graduate with the skills and experience, but also the degree to support your career. How how's the um, Caribbean Green Technology Center doing overall? How are we making out? Oh, we're doing. <laughs> uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, we're making good progress in our projects. Um, we're obviously really excited to be at Agfert this year. Last year was our first time doing it as a small table, as part of the UVI tent, and so we're really excited to do it to expand this year and to bring the energy fair to St. Croix and to have it integrated into the Ag Fair because we know people from not only the St. Croix. The Virgin Islands, the entire Caribbean comes to St. Croix for this. They're excited to really show people what it means to be resilient in the sense of energy and sort of what that looks like for each person because it's different for everyone. Pardon not um, Dr. Guanelle. What, what are you saying? He, <laughs> he's in the field right now actually um, looking at resiliency from a coastal aspect. So it's all around doing work over here at CDTC. Okay, good. No, I, I want to ask a question. Uh, uh, to to um, Mr. Jeffers and yourself, we keep talking about alternative energy, um, but but are we, you know, do we have any measurables in place uh, to determine whether or not, um, you know, we're actually reaching people and having that kind of effect? Because everybody knows about the the the, the normal platform of well, I got let me go to Wapa um, so I could get uh, energized and and what have you. Um, but with with alternative forms of energy now uh, being talked about at a very high level, um, is that translating, Mr. Jaffers, um, to where people are truly investing in in these uh, alternative forms? I would say yes. I mean, if, if we can talk about from a utility scale and a residential scale, utility scale, I know that they're, they're, everybody's heard the, the talks about the power purchase agreements, the PPAs that the utility uh, WAPA is doing to, to do renewable energy and battery storage. I know the director spoke about it a couple of times here on your program, actually. Um, and so that's, that's definitely happening from a utility scale. Uh, and then when we look at the residential scale, uh, we've spoke about the, the Solar for All program, the initiative that we're putting out. Uh, that is a, a large influx. If we can get that funding source coming through, that is going to be both residential solar, which is going to be the resiliency from a renewable energy standpoint, uh, but be that photovoltaics, but also battery storage and kind of working that in with uh, with utilities, uh, battery storage as well. So 
the other side to that is not just the home battery storage, but that grant through the EPA, if it comes to fruition, is also going to be powering uh, microgrids, which will be able to power neighborhoods and uh, and facilities here in the territory. So definitely that is where we have a lot of adoption. I mean, if we if we look at the number of systems that are going to install in the territory, it's essentially exponential year over year. Um, and so we're we're definitely looking to where we don't have any, there's no lack of a need or a want for renewable energies in the territory. I think the big thing that we're working through right now is accessibility, um, creating financing options for individuals that can't quite afford it, and uh, being able to leverage uh, federal uh, benefits to be able to make them more accessible. So at the Energy Office, we're working towards that. Um, and then what comes with that is what Nikita was talking about, which is the, the actual workforce development piece, right? And so uh, CGTC and UVI are creating the associates course uh, in conjunction with that or just simultaneously in fact uh, the energy office we're, we're going to be putting together a NABCEP which is the North American Board of Certified Energy Practitioners uh, training program which is a certificate course uh, which is going to help bolster that as well so they'll not only be able to uh, those those individuals that are taking those courses will also have an opportunity to be able to, to go in and get a certification as well in their field of study um, and that's not just for those individuals. That could be for current installers in the territory to make sure we have a uniform set of principles that are that are being utilized. So, from an adoption standpoint, I don't think that we have really any concerns there. I think that the battery storage piece is a, is a large part of what we're looking into because we know that um, if a, if a, we get uh, clouds for a couple of days, we need to have some battery backup, and obviously there still needs to be power production uh, in, in order for us to be able to um, to, to actually power the, the, the territory. So we, we need to kind of keep in that it's an energy mix that we have here. Ms. Beck, um, we're going to have a break now, but I wanted to think about this question. Uh, are we going into our high schools and 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 making uh, uh, information available for our um, students to carry home to their parents, but also for themselves, because eventually they're going to be homeowners. Um, they're going to go off to college, get a degree, come back. We want them to be a part of the workforce. And uh, as we look forward to 2030, 2035, 2040, we need them to, to have a better understanding um, of renewables and, and how um, they can help themselves and help the community. So think about that uh, during the break. And um, have we, and the question really is premised on, are we going into the high school so that they could get information, they could take home to their parents and for themselves? We'll take a break. We're talking with the... Mr. Jaffers from the Energy Office and Ms. Beck from the Caribbean Green Technology Center. Energy Village at the AgFresh this weekend. Be back right after this. Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, a nonprofit community investment checking account, a 24-hour banking cash management platform, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go. There are two locations to serve you, the Bank of St. Croix in Gallows Bay and Bank of St. Croix in Peters Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Need details about our nonprofit community investment checking account? Our service specialists are here to help. Bank of St. Croix, member FDIC. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. 
from 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party! Or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. On Secrets of the Dead, human remains are found in Queens, New York. We're dealing with an African-American woman. She died over 150 years ago. Neglected history is revealed. It's really important that we create this rich and diverse tapestry of 19th century African-American life. And a local community comes together. Her life is a testament to our life. The Woman in the Iron Coffin on Secrets of the Dead. Tune in February 14th at 11 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. Back here at Analysis, and we're talking to Mr. Mike Jeffers, uh, the Deputy Director for the Energy Office, and Ms. Nikita Beck from the Caribbean uh, Green Technology Center. The Energy Village is going to be in effect um, at the AgFest this year. Um, the Energy Office, the Green Technology Center, WAPA. Anybody else, Mr. Jeffers, going to be a part of that? Or that's the three. Those are the three. We do have some individuals that will be there as well. We have Carib Sun uh, Energy, Pro Solar, uh, Back It Up Technology is also uh, going to be there as well. That's so we why I'm talking group about. Of, yeah, so we're going to have some good vendors that are there, and we're encouraging. Uh, if there's anybody else that's uh, that's interested to to reach out, and we can, uh, uh, if if you already have space there, we can have that conversation. But yeah, we're we're going to have some solution providers. Uh, and it's not just limited. We we also have our lists of, of providers in the territory as well. We'll we'll have with us. That's why I talk about Miss um, Beck. Good morning again. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Use for David, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nikita for David. We, we love him. <laughs> That's how we talk now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I know we went to school together. You know what I mean? So that's that's my, that's yeah. my people live. Um, yeah, the young people. The future homeowners, future business owners, um, are we targeting them now like we should um, and, uh, and not just wait for them to go off? Like when we were young, our parents used to tell us, just make sure you learn your lesson, you know what I mean, uh, and all that stuff. But we got to get the education to them and get the understanding that renewables is the way to go. I'm just being very frank, you know what I'm saying? And we got to take advantage of um, nature and some of the natural stuff that's here for us uh, that we could use. When I bring on um, uh, Director Fleming and we talk about, you know, um, solar, um, nah, what's the next one? O-Tech, uh, water, uh, wind. Um, they ain't just for talk's sake. You know, we really want to see these things effectuated, Miss Beck. Yeah. Um, so going into our high schools is the next step, especially with our REG program, because most people aren't really willing to make that four-year investment into a bachelor's degree where the end goal is sort of vague. But with our two-year associate's program, it's 
shorter it's half the time and it's very much you're doing on the ground more or less right away and that is sort of a big selling point is it is to go into high schools and to definitely educate people and that's one of the good things about the energy fair is that it's a whole bunch of people hitting multiple aspects and it's sort of for the whole family of sort of seniors that have their homes and then sort of high schoolers we had some like elementary students coming and really being able to talk to the vendors and they're so excited to speak to everyone and they're really able to educate and really sort of break it down (laughs) the complex science and sort of financing of solar what it really means to get solar because that's sort of the biggest goal is to just sort of to make solar and further alternatives less scary (laughs) Because I know for me, getting into it sometimes, it's a little complicated. And you're sort of looking at all these big science and big frames. But really breaking it down piece by piece, you realize that it's not as complicated as you would think of the get-go. And sort of having someone help you walk through it and break it down definitely helps. And, um, you know, CDTC is very small. Hence why we do love to partner with the VI Energy Office since they do have the resources and the staff and the materials to help educate. And uh, I'm not making promises now because I'm just one person, (laughs) but I would definitely love, I think it would be beneficial to physically go into the high schools more and taking part in more public events to do like mini energy fairs to really educate people more and more. Mr. Jaffer, is there anything you want to add to that? Because the energy office really is the educational uh, repository Absolutely. for everything that you know we're, we're looking at promoting going forward. So you know, it it definitely strikes a chord with me when you talk about you know people leaving and and having our, our young folks graduating and going off island and not coming back, and that's that's a problem that we have in general because we we want to be able to to retain our our our, our talent, our workforce, our, our community, and um and p- part of what we're doing currently um with the energy office, we have education campaigns that we're that we're launching that are ongoing. We uh, we have actually Miss Carter from our office, our program specialist, has been doing a careers and energy program. She's actually been going out to some of the schools uh, to discuss careers and energy. Um, and something to note: when we talk about careers and energy, it's not just renewables, right? Because uh, there's an entire industry that comes along with it, right? So there's the need for talents and just product managers. It's not just the electricians doing the installation. It's all of the additional parts of an industry. Uh, and, and that's what people need to keep in mind is that we're talking about this. You might not be you know, a hands-on person. You might not be the person who wants to be on the roof doing the installation. So we, we want people to think that that's all it is. And we're talking about careers in energy and renewable because you're going to need to have somebody that's going to crunch the numbers. You're going to need to have the person that, that manages the office, does the logistics, deals with the maintenance in the fleet. And so we we're strongly encouraging that and, and letting people know that there are a lot of opportunities out there. Um, and as this industry industry begins to grow, we're going to need to have that workforce to be able to support it, uh, especially with larger swaths of federal funds that are coming into place for recovery. Uh, we know a lot of that is going to go into that sector as well. So we're definitely uh, in full support of that. Um, and from our outreach standpoint, we definitely are planning to do more outreach in schools. Uh, we already have the, the Kid Win program that we're going to be bringing out again this year, as well as the Junior Solar Sprint. So we're looking for that's more junior high than high school uh, uh, in opposite order there. Uh, but we're definitely getting out there and, and having those conversations. And from the Energy Village standpoint, um, something we want to kind of make known is that it doesn't matter your level of knowledge. We don't want you to think that you have to know everything about solar to come in. If you are 
a beginner, you're you know someone that's interested in just learning about it, come on in. Uh, if you're somebody that is an expert and wants to, to teach us something, come on in. Uh, we, we want to have that conversation. It's the whole point of the village. It's like it takes an island to, to raise a child. In this case, it takes an island to, to get us to the solutions that we need. Um, that's 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 why I'm talking about. No, um, I just want to let you know, um, Miss Beck and uh, Mr. Jeffers. The reason why I ask the question in that context is this: you have a lot of uh, parents, right, who are not ashamed of the fact that they will tell you, um, "I want my child to get education because I don't have that level of education, and I want it for them." And uh, so, if that is the case, right? then we should be assisting them in seeing their dream come to fruition. You follow what I'm saying, Ms. Beck? Uh, from the yeah. standpoint that, you know, if they're out there working already, they already established their profession. Like, let's look at a farmer. One of the issues we've had with farmers over the years is um, being into the, all the administrative work and all the technical stuff, right? They get out in the field, they're harvesting, they're doing what they got to do, they're selling whatever crap. You know what I'm saying? So they said, well, you know what? My child getting the education that I ain't getting. And that's the reason why I asked the question from that from that basis, from that premise. So I don't want you to think that. You know, I just asking questions willy-nilly. Um, if we do have a 2030 and 2040 vision, then that type of approach and that type of thinking um, has to be factored in, Ms. Beck. Mm-hmm. So that, I just want to, 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 to let you know why I asked the question Um uh, from from that uh, in that in that context uh, going going forward, what are some of the needs for the Caribbean Green Technology Center um, right now? Um, because you know the radio, our program ain't just for toxic. If we could assist, we got senators or someone from their office or the governor's office who may be listening. What are some of the needs for? Um, I'll make sure I get this right. CGTC uh, right now, so we could continue uh, to promote uh, broadening our scope and understanding why we got to diversify our energy portfolio. Oh, um, <laughs> um, the need for the center. Uh, of course, money is always good. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, money's, but, money's but, but, always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but we just, we just don't want to be throwing money at things. You want to, we want to make sure that yeah. we're getting the best bang for every buck. Yeah. Um, Wow, I can't. I guess I can't think of anything particularly pertaining to energy because the center is really just looking at wholesale scale island resilience, and we're sort of really looking at what that means from different aspects. So I guess one of our biggest pushes right now is actually looking at our coasts, <laughs> and so that's where sort of my mind's at aside from ag fair. But I guess energy wise, I think it's just our biggest. I can't really think of a. Like, is it education? Is it in the need of it? Yeah, aside from education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just definitely, I guess we need people to come to Ag Fair. <laughs> so oh, without a doubt. I, I like that. I like that promo. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they would definitely benefit from, from that support and knowing that they can reach out to to those, you know, the, the leaders in the community and, and get them to support and get their followers to, to, um, to take heed and, and listen to you know the programs that they're coming out with and the messages that they're sending. I, I would think that that would that's a that's even a free a free form of uh, of support yeah. that I think would probably be appreciated. What what, what? I guess like a need to open your mind to different alternatives. That's not just 
there's value in that. As, as I, yeah. I, I, I like that as, as, as well. Maybe we've been stuck in our ways for a little too long, right? And, 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 yeah. and, and we need to, you know, to, like I mentioned, broaden our scope and, and be more receptive uh, to what we're, what we're dealing uh, with now. Um, Mr. Jaffas, one of the things that the, the administration and uh, your boss, uh, Mr. Fleming, been bragging about is uh, our uh, applying for a lot of grants um, to help, uh, you know, broaden uh, our platform. Talk a little bit about that and the importance of that and, and, uh, yeah. and, how, and how we need to take advantage of every avenue. Um, where uh, resources are concerned to continue to diversify our portfolio, in, in, in particular when we're not a part of any grid. We're completely detached and we got to self-generate power here in the territory. So when it comes to grant writing, that's definitely been a large part of, of uh, what we've been doing. That's uh, for the last year or so, essentially it's been a lot of uh, Inflation Reduction Act and, and Biden infrastructure law related uh, grant opportunities as well as competitive grants that, that we've been applying for, that other agencies have been applying for, other uh, private parties have been applying for, that we've been involved with in the process, some that we're currently in right now. And so from a funding standpoint, it's, it's definitely we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of irons in the fire, if you will, uh, some of which are, are you know, a little more stable and some of which are just kind of let's, let's hope that we can we have these come to fruition. Uh, and a lot of those, uh, the, the federal government is using the term braided funds quite a bit. Uh, and by that, I mean there's a lot of different federal funds from the Department of Energy standpoint, uh, EPA, uh, Department of Interior, which are our, our, our main federal grant funding sources that are, kind of have some overlaps. And so a lot of those have to do with um, preparing for uh, the transition to renewable energies, to electrification of transportation. Uh, resiliency from a battery standpoint, uh, energy efficiency from a home energy efficiency standpoint. And so we have different grants to support all of those different areas, not just us, but other agencies, as well as the workforce development that needs to come in line with those. And so a lot of the grants that we've been applying for, some cover multiple, some cover only one. And so that's been a very, a very focused part of our last year has been Getting those grants in submitted, uh, in some cases uh, allotted and, and approved, and we're we're excited to have those come through. Um, and some we're still kind of waiting uh, with anticipation uh, to, to have them come to come forward, like the solar for all. And so, a lot of those will help with the transition, but they're not necessarily required uh, because we have grant funds that are going to be able to to help us you know, make that smart decision to to transition. Uh, and in some cases, when we're talking about know making your home go from uh not solar to going solar with battery storage in some cases you can actually design a system that will, will make you have less out of pocket from a monthly basis and it just depends on your usage your energy efficiency um and really and truly it comes down to the financing and affordability and so we do have some grants that are coming to help uh facilitate that but when it comes to that that's where a big area i think that we can definitely improve upon and and something that we look forward to so looking more into from a, a loan standpoint from, from the banks and the territories, how we can encourage more energy efficiency, renewable energy loans uh, to help people make that step uh, towards that. So definitely that's that's part of it. But the, the grant writing process has definitely been heavy. I'm sure you've talked with the director about it. It's been a, a large part of what we've been doing. Uh, and we're just into launch mode. We've launched just two programs in the last couple of weeks alone uh, with more uh, in the pipeline. Um. Are you doing any grant writing at the, uh, the Green Technology Center, or are you just work uh, under the, the auspices of the university? 
Ms. Beck? Oh, yeah, no, we're, we work primarily off of grants. Um, we're doing a lot of grants with Department of Interior, Department of Interior, um, DPNR. We've done some grants, a lot of federal and sort of, we've done some grants with NOAA, so many grants. <laughs> um, we're doing a huge grant on some coastal projects right now. We had a grant with the Energy Office to work on some stuff for them, some reports. We've done an agriculture, we're working on an agriculture report looking at our water, and we're going to continue that into the summer and bring down some students from the states and hopefully bring in some here to um, a lot of grants. <laughs> and you know, um, yesterday I had Anna guess and uh, food security. Um, is something that she works with um, in New York City, and she said, you know, that that, that is not um, uh, uh, a problem that's limited to certain areas. Literally, everybody needs to be focused on food security, right, Mr. Jaffers and uh, Ms. Beck, um, because yeah, you know we we got we got to grow our own, and if we could get more technology involved in our ability to to harvest and agriculture, I think that will help us um, here in the territory. So these are the things. Um, that you know that we try to promote here, analyze this, get uh, the public uh, to have a better understanding <clears throat> of of where we are in 2024 uh, going forward. So, Mr. Jaffers, um, give me the lineup again for this weekend at the Fuir. Okay, perfect. So, uh, Energy Village will be taking place at the Agricultural Fair this weekend on St. Croix. Uh, we're going to be just across from the main UVI uh, tent, uh, right next to DPNR, across the small bridge as you're walking towards the animals from east. I know it's kind of a long description, but uh, you can't miss this. We'll have banners. Uh, we're going to be there with the Caribbean Green Technology Center, we being the Virgin Islands Energy Office. The Water and Power Authority will be there, Care of Sun, uh, as well as Pro Solar, Back It Ups, uh, and a number of other vendors that will be there to kind of support that. We'll have all the vehicles out there. We'll be talking about the Weatherization Assistance Program, a, uh, a program that will provide uh, energy efficient appliances and items for your home at no cost to you if you meet certain eligibility requirements. We'll be talking about uh, the Vibes Program, which is for battery energy storage. Uh, also the EV rebate program. We're going to be out there uh, in force and we're going to have uh, all the other agencies supporting energy in the territory. So we're definitely really looking forward to um, to having that conversation. Uh, any level of knowledge, any any age range, we're, we're willing to have that conversation and, and uh, we look forward to having it. Uh, Ms. Beck, thank you very much for joining us and um, tell your folks at the Caribbean Green Technology Center anytime you need anything, just reach out to us and we're here for IO. Okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, baby. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break and be back right after this. that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24 seven. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. 
as if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. There are many complex issues that arise in our territory. Comes with the territory with Leslie Comision. Join me, Leslie Comision, for a breakdown of political issues facing our territory, one conversation at a time. I'm here to be the voice you can rely on for information that is straightforward and comprehensive. Tune in to be a part of the discussion. It all comes with the territory. Comes with the territory airs Sundays at 1 p.m. and re-airs at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. back here on analysis and I want that Mr. Mike uh, Jaffers, Deputy Director for the Energy Office and Ms. Nikita Beck from the Caribbean Green Technology Center for joining us. Energy Village is going to be at the ACFest this weekend. WAPA um, Energy Office, the Caribbean Green Technology Center. We're going to have some vendors there as well, Pro Solar and a couple others. So, um, and going to have vehicles there, all that, the battery battery uh, uh, vehicle, battery uh, energized vehicles. So um, look out for them when you head to the fair this weekend, um, which uh, begins on Saturday, the 17th, Sunday, the 18th, and Monday, uh, the 19th. Now, let me talk some politics because, you know, and analyze this, we break things down like no one else. Okay, I go speak with me, St. Dunstan's University of Miami, Twang, now it's my SUNY Old Westbury Twang. We do things on this joint that you're not going to hear anywhere else. So that's why I reach out for a voice from Monday and a voice from yesterday. And I had to do it. Because, and good morning, um, Dwayne Henry, uh, counselor. Glad to have you on two days in a row. You know what I'm saying? How are you doing? Good morning, Senator James. How are you? Good, nice. good. And I had, I had to... Queen. Yes, and I had to bring you back because you got, you got Queen's connection. By the way, um, from now on, right, uh, you asked me, how are you? Um, uh, I was talking to Bitsa. You know Bitsa rubbed me from down in uh, what I got? Yes, yes, I yes, saw yes, him yes. at Pueblo. So I got a new response. Hey, dog school, I got a new response when people ask me... How are you? And I and the response is I still the boat. <laughs> <laughs> right? I still I still yeah. the boat. I saw him by public said be talking and I see you for a while. He said, I still the boat. So that's the new terminology. Morning dog school. I had to bring you in on Monday because you call out a man on Monday. Right? And and Dwayne Henry had to defend you yesterday. You know what I'm saying? The uh the pro Trump, the pro Trump um voice. Here, uh, who referred to Donald Trump yesterday as a national treasure, right? Yes. Uh, he, was, he was on yesterday. Morning, how are you? Good morning, Neville. Good morning, Attorney. And you represent well, and we have a Jamaican a, a Jamaican uh, surrogate yes. of Donald Trump who wants, who's an honorable 
and powerful American who wants to invade our allies, who wants to destroy well, look, no, uh, man, look, 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 before I get to it, because we, we, we are now asking the question, what happened in the swing district of New York, New York 03? So that's that. So that's what we're looking at. So check this out. Let, let's let's lay let's lay the foundation. Right. This special election came about because there was a controversial uh, result uh, in 2022. Uh, Mr. George Santos, also known as Anthony DeVolder. It was found afterwards, after he won, that that he was a literally a fraud, right? Painting himself as someone that uh, he wasn't, what have you. But he is, and I've always said this, and I think Dwayne Henry, you could uh, confirm this. He's to be given credit for actually getting that far, right? Absolutely. Given given how the American media likes to brag about, they are so astute and paying attention to uh, details. He got away with perpetrating a fraud of the highest order, and then apparently he went too far uh, committing uh, significant crimes that he's now indicted for. So a special election uh, was required because he was expelled from Congress. So do Henry speak a little bit about that? And then uh, we'll get into the actual election uh, right after that. As we know, um, the, the House, after a whole year of collecting the people's money and squandering his um, campaign funds, decided to... Issued, the ethics committee issued up a scathing report, and then the um, the leadership of the House went after him, and they expelled him. Um, the, the New York state law requires that um, a special election be held, I think it was in 90 days, and um, the governor went ahead and did that. It's interesting because New York doesn't allow for an interim... Um, Representation, yeah, yeah, selection, selection. Yeah. yeah. with uh, Mr. Swazi, who formerly held the, um, the, the, the position for three years, uh, or three terms, and was a, is known as a centrist. You know, so we'll talk more about how he won based on that centrism when you get to that part. No, 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 Doc Skoll, we have been talking about why independents um, are the real reason, uh, are, are not just the real reason, but the ones who are determining um, who are winning uh, those who are winning uh, elections. And yesterday, given that this district in New York 03, right, the richest, the second, I believe it is, is the richest district in New York and either the third or fourth di richest district in America, right? Um, and, and Ducks, the, the, this was a district that Biden, one of 19 districts that Biden carried in 2020 that went Republican, in 2022 so this was a good litmus test as to where as to how swing districts are thinking going uh -huh. forward so so ducks what's your take given how they, they they label the race as a toss-up but we could see from early on that um the democrat um was going to be strong and he just pulled away and, and won i would say rather convincingly well yes the thing about it is uh you got to look at what was on the ballot, really, and what uh, the Republicans were running against, uh, running for. And the representative of the Republican Party was running 
for Donald Trump instead of running for herself so she can represent, well, the, the one that, that has the second amount of votes, a second uh, number, she wanted to appease the Speaker of the House. And we know who the Speaker of the House is right now. The Speaker of the House is Donald Trump. So that is basically what happened. And the independents, and you see, you see, it was fifty something to forty something. Yeah, fifty-three to fifty-three to uh, forty-six, like seven percent, seven point eight percent. So uh, close to eight percent. And I think that that at seven percent in there that we're talking about is those independent voters, mm-hmm. those voters who who don't want Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House, who don't want Donald Trump to be the next president of the United States, who don't who wants the the country to move in a direction to support democracy and protect democracy. And I believe that's what it is. The border situation that, that they were talking about, that Trump, and I, I report to Trump as Speaker of the House because he tell them guys what to do. Well, I, well you know something? I, I, I'm glad you went there because I want, I want to bring this up to both of you, uh-huh. right? You, you're running as a candidate and you're running under a party ticket or the party banner. And, and the... The, the, the leader of the party, right, is making statements like this. And I want, I want to run through them. Remove, yeah. remove the person and just think of the nature of the statements. And I want to have to break this down. In October, this person says Hezbollah is very intelligent, right? This is in, in day, days after that unfortunate massacre incident over there in, uh, in, in Israel, right? In, in January... He said, I want the markets to crash now because I don't want them to crash if I become president. Um, later in January, he said, don't pass a border bill and blame it on me. And then finally this weekend, he says, Russia should do whatever they want to NATO countries. Remove the person. Uh, Dwayne Henry, when you hear somebody who wants to be the leader of, of the country making statements like this, for me, even if it's a Democrat, if it's my brother, these are automatic disqualifiers, Dwayne Henry. That's just me. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that's just how I say because you can't be making these outlandish, unfounded, negative statements just because you want to be successful uh, politically. What's your take on that? And then that's cool. Okay, I agree with you. Um, it's totally unpresidential and definitely unpatriotic. Is, is you know some of those statements? Well, all those statements in the foreign cur- currency, the foreign policy arena, run um, contra to what U.S. Um, interests are. This is insane that you would be praising your enemy. I mean, imagine if, if during World War Two, um, what's his, um, Roosevelt was getting up there and saying, "Well, you know, Hitler, you know, you got to give it to the guy. You know, he took over all these. What what would that do for the morale of our troops?" When you, you you constantly, um, you know, uh, um, you know, pra- pra- praising the praising the aggressor, yeah, praising the aggressor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's insanity. And anybody that you know, like I said, you might like some things that, that Donald Trump um, stands for, but the thing is, but the, the negative things to me are so strong that you know, I, I don't see how you overcome that unless, like I always say, that um. 
a lot of these people are voting for him. They, we, we know the real reason. They, well, they, they have more to do with politics. It's more to do with sociology. Well, that, 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 that's, a ex, that's an excellent but point. I, well, I'll say this real quickly before you go to Doc. Um, Doc, I disagree with you on the... Uh, good morning again. I disagree with you on, on the girl being a... Um, the girl, I'm sorry. Miss, Miss Tillis. The lady. Being a, yeah. a, 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 a Trump. Because Trump, the headline in the post today, Trump lash out and say... They should appeal a real GOP candidate. Yes, sir. And when she go loan, when are they going to loan? And the reason why she lost because she did not endorse him. Well, well, well. In fairness to Docs, right? In fairness to Docs, I, I, I think that 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 interpreting what Docs said was that they are more uh, candidates nowadays are more want to be representative of what Trump is saying than what yes. they believe they could bring to the table for their district. And that's why Swazi said last night in his speech, stop running for Trump and run for the country. Doug School, yes. I wanted to respond to, to not only the, the removing removing the person and hearing those statements, how you would uh, process them as a voter and also uh, respond to what Dwayne just said. Well, I the thing now is that the Democrats, as Swazi basically said, are painting the picture that anybody who is running Republican, especially the MAGA people, are representing Trump. Yes. Because these guys that you want, you want to go to Congress to be in the House of Representatives when the Speaker of the House is Trump. Because Trump tells you not to vote for the barter bill, mm-hmm. you vote, you're not vote for the barter bill. Trump tells you don't vote for the aid, the aid for Israel and, 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 and uh, Ukraine. You, you shut the, you shut it down. So whether you whether Trump endorse you or not, I believe that the, the 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 mindset of these independent voters is if you are running under the Republican banner, you are running for Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because, so so basically basically what you're saying is what a lot of networks are saying. Um, this is now Trump's party. This is not the Republican party. No, it's not the Republican party. This is Trump's party. And the issue with, with Trump and his statement, McCarthy, during the McCarthy era, what was what was McCarthy known for? Yes, sir. What yes, was sir. he known for? He was prosecuting American... Domestic, uh, do, do, domestic, domestic prosecution. The, yeah. Domestic prosecution of Americans because they are what? Pro-Russian and they have a Russian party. Yeah. And they have- Ca- communist. <laughs> accusing people of being communists. That's a good point. Un-American activities. Correct. Yes. Yes. So here you have the former leader of the free world representing democracy. What what do we label him? And it's not him that that, that I'm so concerned about. The people who are supporting him, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. MAGA group in the house, that is who I am. Is like, what has America come to? So these people who support Donald Trump, like our, our Jamaican colleague, right, is telling us we want to support Putin and give Putin the power to go into Poland, to go into all the other uh, NATO countries, and telling our allies over there, listen, America ain't with you no more. So guess what? You need to go to China to get help because America ain't helping you. This is what they're saying. Yeah, and that's why I said... Uh, we got if even if we remove the person, that type of rhetoric is not good. It could be like I said, it could be for my brother. If he talking and nonsense, I gonna tell you look not look like you don't want your own family to vote for you because the craziness you talking. Uh, you know absolutely. What I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so that's so, 
That's what we're dealing with. That's what it is. Yeah. And McCarthy made a, a, a reputation and an American so Correct, here we yeah. are again. By the way, um, Summer Sibley has joined us. Um, we, we're going to overlap some politics and then head into the to her agriculture uh, uh, dominance and acumen. Good morning, Summer. Glad to have morning. you on. Good morning. Glad to have you here. Uh, are you, you feeling better? I am feeling better. And this conversation got my ears perked up. Your song is singing better <laughs> as well. Yo, gentlemen, let, let's talk about the actual political process now, right? Um, last night, um, you had election day votes. Uh, one of the complaints from um, Scott Jennings, the Republican on the CNN panel, was that uh, the Republicans need to change their strategy, right? He said the Democrats keep harvesting votes, and then you have election day issues because, Dwayne, you know, we were talking about the weather yesterday in, in the Northeast, right? Uh, 46% of the total votes counted so far were early votes. And that's seventy-eight thousand four hundred and thirty-six. Right now, the yep. total the total is one hundred and sixty-nine thousand five sixty-seven. Quickly, before we go to break, and we can pick it up again on the backside, um, are the Republicans too stuck in their ways about wanting to vote on election day? Probably, probably because uh, Swazi was leading by ten thousand votes um, in the early voting yeah. the night before. Yeah, <laughs> early voting based on registration, right? Right. Yeah, where, where you had, with the early vote, and we, we educate the public, we got, we got to break. Of the 78,436 people that voted in the early voting and mail, 37,283 were registered Democrats, 26,447 were Republicans, and 14,706 were other. So if, if everybody were just voting strictly party line, the Republicans are playing from a deficit going into election day, right? And it showed. You know, it shows. So we'll take a break, come back, talk a little bit more about this. Uh, we'll be right back. Um, election wrap-up, and then we're going to talk agriculture heading towards the fair on Sunday. And Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. 